Hi, my name's Samuel Finlay, and you're listening to the Aces Podcast. In this episode, I have a conversation with Samak Perjika from the University of Sydney. We chat about his career and PhD at the University of Wollongong, moving to Australia from Iran, his latest work, and much more. So, let's get to the podcast. So, I'm here chatting with Simak Farajika from the University of Sydney. How are you going? I'm going well, thanks. Hi, Sam, and thanks for having me. No worries. Well, thanks for jumping on the podcast. It's always good to catch up. Um, I didn't used to see you in the labs um, back when you were at UOW at ACES, so it's nice to um, catch up, although we're not catching up in person because of the current COVID-19 situation. But uh, yeah, great to catch up nonetheless. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be, I mean, to be your, your guest. It would be better to have, I mean, a face-to-face chat, but yeah. I'm happy. Thank you. <laughs> well, when this is all over, we can definitely catch up then. So let's just jump straight in. So going all the way back to your study and let's start with your PhD experience. So can you talk a little bit about that? Well, that was in material engineering at UOW and you graduated in 2018. How was that experience and um, what did you work on? Um, actually, it was a very great experience. I was very lucky to have the opportunity to work within a fascinating team at UOW. Um, I was working on textile-based microfluidics with Peter Innes, Gordon Wallace, and uh, Brett Paul from University of Tasmania. Uh, what I did was basically making composite fibers with different uh, functionalities and then convert them into 3D textile structures for microfluidics, electrofluidics, and variable sensing applications. What was your undergraduate in? Uh, I did my undergrad in textile engineering, so I had engineering background. I I had experience working with polymers and textiles, and I just add a lot of new skills and things into that during my PhD. Right, and you're originally from Iran, right? Yes. So how did you find that move over to Australia and uh, studying a PhD here after doing your uh, undergrad and I believe also your master's in Iran? Actually, it was... It was very challenging at the beginning, you know, new country, new life, new people, and uh, but but it was great. I, I was very lucky, as I said, to be able to do that. I learned a lot. I made a lot of good friends, and yeah, I'm very happy to do that. Great. So, how long have you been here now since the original move? You moved over. Uh, 2014. Okay, so quite a while now. Yeah, um, in in the early days, did you go back um, often? Uh, actually, no. I, I usually go back every two years. Uh, that that's what I do. Okay, right. And and prior to coming to Australia, you were actually working as a lecturer, uh, I believe, in Iran as well. Uh, yes, yes. I used to work. Actually, I did my my master in Iran, bachelor and master, and I've worked as a lecturer for for about four years before moving to Australia and start my PhD. Okay, so why did you decide to do a PhD instead of just staying on in that current position as a lecturer back home? Um, actually, I, I, I wanted to explore new things and I, I definitely wanted to do a PhD, but I, I really want to do it overseas to get, you know, n- new challenges. I'm, I'm always up to new challenges. So, yeah, I took it as a challenge. It was a great challenge, but 
it wasn't. So was it always Australia and, and UOW or were you thinking about potentially going to Europe or America or somewhere else? Uh, I was not specifically uh, thinking about Australia. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to go to either Europe or Australia, but yeah, I ended up in Australia. And ended up in Wollongong, so a great choice there, right near the beach. Yes, of course. <laughs> <The> best choice. <laughs> Definitely. I, I must admit, I can't complain living in Wollongong. It's a great place. <laughs> yes, it is, indeed. <laughs> you also did a certificate in innovation and business at the OW Sydney Business School, is that correct? Yes, yes. And how was that? Uh, it was amazing, I would say. You know, when you do your PhD, you are very much focused on science. But to bring that science into real world, into an application, you need to know how businessmen think. So that that short course, entrepreneurship course, helped us, all of us, a lot to see the real application, to see the challenges to bring a scientific project into a real application. And I, I was I was very lucky to do that. Yeah, I often uh, see that a lot, especially with this podcast, talking to uh, former students and current researchers, um, even those in industry that have done the same sort of thing while they're doing their PhD. They've gone to the Sydney Business School to do uh, rather than, you know, just being completely research focused in the labs. Yeah, 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 I agree. And, and you know, it, it helps me a lot because in my current position at the University of Sydney, uh, we managed to initiate a few projects with industry and uh, we managed to establish a few good collaboration with industry and other universities. And I think that course I did at the University of Wollongong helped me a lot to, to be able to do this. So was it always uh, in your mind to, to stay in academia uh, in research or especially, you know, maybe after doing that certificate, were you at all leaning towards maybe going into industry? Uh, actually, I've always wanted to be in academia, doing research and teaching. Uh, that course was, was great, but I think I'd rather stay in academia, but having projects with industry. I mean, working on real life projects and problems. And did you find it hard? I know you stayed on with UOW as a research assistant um, after finishing your PhD, but did you find it or have you found it difficult to get a position? Because that sometimes is the the, the problem that some PhD uh, students finishing up have is is finding a, a job. Yeah, to be honest with you, yes, it is, it is very difficult to find a job uh, because uh, the amount of funding is very limited. Uh, the positions are not I mean, readily available for you. Uh, you, but you need you need to find the right person. You need to uh, establish your network, your connection before finishing your PhD, I think, and then work through your your network, your connections to find your first job. Yeah, definitely, and and I'm sure you did that. I mean, staying on with UOW. What were you uh, doing as a research assistant when you when you stayed on and finished your PhD? Um, initially I started, uh, I mean, finishing some unfinished business during my PhD. So I worked a bit on variable sensors and then I was doing a project with RBA Reserve Bank of Australia to, to print, uh, flexible OLEDs as a security feature for bank notes. And that was, that was a great experience. 
Yeah, sounds sounds very interesting. So finishing up there, you're now at the University of Sydney. What are you currently doing? I know your position's a research research associate. What does that involve? Uh, yep, actually, I'm, I'm now a postdoctoral research associate at the University of Sydney uh, with the School of Physics. You know, new challenges, new people. <laughs> uh, what I'm working on is to develop uh, some multi-channel biodegradable fibers and then uh, doing some plasma treatment. We have a, a lot of collaboration within the University of Sydney and outside that. So basically, I'm working on tissue engineering, very short story. So I'm making some biodegradable fibers, functionalize them with uh, plasma and then some biomolecules and do stem cell culture on them uh, with a focus on nerve regeneration. Does that work involve a lot of collaboration? Because I know I've seen you um, pop down to ACES headquarters a, a number of times. Uh, yeah, actually, w- what I try to do, I, I, I'm trying to do is to to keep my existing connections, basically, and try to build new connections, new network. So, yes, uh, I made a collaboration work with uh, with the University of Wollongong involving Peter Innes and Gordon Wallace. Uh, also, we made a lot of connections within the University of Sydney, different schools, different faculties, and we assembled a great team of engineers, physicists, material scientists, and biologists to, to be able to do great projects. Great. And, and how was that move going from UAW to the University of Sydney? Um, it was a great opportunity. Uh, but, yeah, so I sorry. imagine that's a much easier move rather than, you know, coming from Iran to um, Wollongong, of course. Of course, of course. It was only, I don't know, 40, 60 kilometers away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, much closer. Uh, but still, it was it was it was a great challenge yeah, great. Uh, because I moved to a very new area. You know, I, I'm working with physicists at the moment. Where at the University of Wollongong, I was working with engineers, same background. Here we have different backgrounds. Uh, basically, sometimes we speak different languages. Uh, but it was great. It was great. I I learned a lot of new things here, and I'm involved in in a few great projects focusing on solving some real life problems. Just going back to, you know, PhD and we sort of spoke about, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult in finding those jobs. What advice uh, you spoke about gaining um, a, a network, but what other advice would you give to current PhD students or, you know, uh, maybe undergraduate students that are thinking about doing a PhD? Uh Actually, the, the first thing I would say is to, to to not focus on one simple thing or one specific problem during the whole PhD. Uh, try to find different applications for what you're doing in different fields. So in that way, again, you can make new connections. And to, to PhD students at UW or ACES specifically, you are very fortunate to have the opportunity to collaborate with a lot of Australian and international universities. You have access to a lot of facilities, a lot of researchers. You should uh, make the most of it, I think. Um, apart from that, uh, I think you, you should be honest with yourself. Do you really want to stay in academia 
or you prefer to go to industry? That that's that's the first question you should you should answer yourself. I think. Um, yeah, that that that's that's pretty much of it. I think. Yeah, some great advice there. So, what about life outside of uh, research and life outside of work? How do you spend your time when you're not in the labs or you're not teaching? Uh, before this COVID nineteen pandemic. <laughs> yeah, before, uh, yeah, before before the current that. situation. <laughs> yeah, before the current situation, I I was trying to keep in touch with friends. Um, so yeah, I spend a lot of time with my friends, especially old friends at the University of Wollongong, and spend time with my my family, my wife, you know, and stay a bit out of academia, but some, you know, a work-related reading as well. That that that's pretty much it. This is something I've asked everyone that I've had on the podcast and I, I find it interesting myself is do you have, you know, maybe a morning routine or anything you do sort of each day that helps you approach your work? Uh, actually, I try to, to have a routine. I mean, but, but mostly sleep routine. I mean, sleep at the same time, wake up at the same time, be ready for work. And, and, you know, living in Sydney is, is, is a bit different from Wollongong. Um, here, I have to spend one hour commute to work every day. So, yeah, unfortunately, I cannot do uh, – I'm, honestly, I'm lazy a bit. <laughs> exercise in the morning <laughs> to help me. But, but it would be great if, if I could do that. Maybe maybe after this COVID-19 because it makes it a little bit harder to get in the labs. But is there anything on the boil? Uh, yeah, actually, we initiated a few uh, projects and a few new projects. I, I told you we, we, uh, we assembled a great team and we initiated three or four different projects to go on with. But unfortunately, this COVID-19 pandemic stopped all of them. Um, I'm hoping to, to go over this pandemic and I would like to pursue my current career path. We are up to some great work, I hope. <laughs> Great. No, it's, it certainly sounds like you are. So just to finish up, what would you say would be the, your favorite part of your work? Um, here at the University of Sydney? Yeah. Or just in research in general? In research in general, I, I, as I said, I'm always up to challenges. You know, I, I really enjoy uh, do challenging work. The, the challenge of research, the the uncertain the uncertainty of of, of research is, is really good for me, uh, and yeah, you you are able to do new things. You are able to do new ideas, to try new ideas, and you do not doing the same thing over and over again for thirty or forty years. Yeah, I I, I bet. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to to talk to you and catch up. I'm sure we'll be able to do it properly in person um, once COVID-19 settles down a little bit. But uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, Sam. It was a great pleasure talking to you. Thanks for listening to the ACES podcast. For more episodes like this one, be sure to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also find more information about ACES on our website, electromaterials.edu.au. There you'll find links to our various social media platforms. And you can also follow me on Twitter, at Samuel Finlay. Until next time, thanks for listening.